March 30th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin on Daf Samech Amud Bet, six lines from the bottom, four words before the end of the line. The Gemara says, Amar Mor, which of course means we're returning to something that we discussed and stated earlier. It's quoting from the Beraita that we saw earlier. The Beraita said, Hayiti Omer Bezoveh Kodashim Bahutakatu Medaber. If you recall, we were being Doresh this Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk says, Zoveah Lelohim Yahoram. If a person slaughters, which our understanding in turn is slaughtering for Avodazara, Yahoram, they'll be put to death. The Gemara said, had the Pasuk just said, Hazoveah Yahoram, a person who slaughters gets put to death. I could have perhaps thought that it was referring to a different type of slaughtering, not slaughtering an animal, the Avodazara. But slaughtering an animal, maybe even for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bahut, instead of doing it in the Mishkan, in the Mikdash, you did it outside. And Yahoram, the Pasuk would be telling you that you're Hayav Mita. And then the Gemara, the Beraita rather said, but you have to read the full Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Zoveach Lelohim Yahoram. That Lelohim in the middle is lowercase g, God. It's referring to the gods. In other words, you're doing Avodah Zarah. Then, and specifically then, you're liable for Mitah, if you're Zoveach Lelohim, if you're slaughtering for Avodah Zarah. That was the statement. Again, if I had not had the word in the middle, Lelohim, I would have thought it's talking about Shechut That word teaches me that it's talking about Avodah Zarah. The Gemara very briefly just questions that. Says the Gemara, Zoveach Kodashim Bahutz Karetu. Uh, we know from elsewhere in the Torah that the hiyuv, the liability, if you slaughter something for Kodashim, something that's sanctified for the Mikdash, Rakadosh Baruchu, and you do Bahutz, it's not death penalty. It's death penalty Bideshamayim. It's what we call Karet. And as a result, the Gemara, the Torah explicitly tells us that it's Karet. You would have thought that somehow the Torah is contradicting itself and over here telling you your Hayav Mitav Bide Adam, in other words, that Beit Din's going to kill you, doesn't stand to reason, doesn't make sense that I would have at all interpreted wrongfully this Pasuk as referring to Shehute uh, Hut. The Pasuk certainly had to be talking about a different type of slaughtering, i.e., Avodah Zarah, because we know that Shehute Hut comes with Karet. Answers the Gemara Salkada Ata Chamina. I would have perhaps thought to say, had the Pasuk not explicitly stated, if it just said, I would have thought to say, when you had a warning, in other words, you're about to go and slaughter something that should be in the Mikdash and you're doing it in your backyard. If it, ah, it's much more convenient for me. If I warned you, you'd get death penalty. That's what you would have thought from this pasuk. What about the other pasuk in the Torah, which tells me explicitly that shechutehut is only karet, quote unquote, ki lo atrube karet. And if you didn't get a uh, warning, then you would get karet, says Rashi. That's similar to the halachot of Avodah Zarah, Shabbat, Gidui Arayot. In each of those three circumstances, if you don't have a hatra'ah and you violate Shabbat, for example, it's mitabideh shamayim, it's karet of some sort. You bring a korban hatat in order to atone for it. So to an Avodah Zarah, so to an Gidui Arayot. If you had a hatra'ah, if you had a warning and you accept the warning and you're still violating Shabbat, Avodah Zarah, Gidui Arayot, so then you get put to death. I would have thought it's the same thing for Shehutehut Kamashma'lan. That's what the Hidush of this Beraita from this Pasuk is. It's not so. There's no such thing as Mitabide Adam by Shehutehut. The only liability if you slaughter outside of the Mikdash something that's Kodesh is Karet. This Pasuk of Zoveach Lelohim Yahoram is a reference to Abu Dazara. Very briefly, 
Uh, what's the big deal? Uh, really? If you slaughter outside of the Mikdash, is that really such a big deal? You would have thought you got put to death by Bedin, the Hidushes, but I get uh, Mita of Karet. I don't get a full fledged. I mean, is it, are we really dealing with some? The answer is yes. Once upon a time, the Torah is very clear about this in several places in Sefer Devarim. I read, for example, the beginning of Parashat Re'e, but uh, look in several places in Sefer Devarim. Moshe is warning the people, you're about to enter into Eretz Israel, you're going to see that they slaughter and they worship in all places, not us. We have centralized worship station, we have Mikdash, we have the place where we have our vision and understanding of Hashrat HaShekhinah, which means to say the fact that Shehutehut is treated, at the very least with Karet, and says the Gemara, had it not been explicit, I would have said it's even Mitah Bide Adam, makes a lot of sense. We're looking to eradicate the Torah's Avodazara, uh, foreign ways of worship, and as a result, it's very clear from the Torah we treat these circumstances with full liability to the extent that what's the big deal? I was just worshiping in my backyard. Is it really that bad? The answer is yes. Of course, you know, there's a small Musa, not to the extent of Hayuv Mita or Karet. There's a small Musa on this for Tefillah Bebet Knesset, for Tefillah in centralized locations. If the Torah's vision of anti-Avodah we don't just determine the laws and rules, so to speak, but we gather together in the way in which it's formalized is such so then maybe the modern day parallel, not in the full sense, but in a certain respect, is so as well. We find we find specific places for worship, again, not with liability, not with shehutehut, but in appropriateness. Okay, says the Gemara onward, and the Gemara now, and you'll have to just hang on, it's a, not too complicated, but it's a little tedious if you don't keep your mind on it. The Gemara launches into a different conversation, and it very briefly uh, bears mention what we ended the yesterday's class with. Ye- uh, yesterday what we dealt with were two pesukim really. One pasuk was uh, the pasuk that talked about ziviha, talked about slaughtering and we said that that was the kelal, that was the principle with regards to or the general rule with regards to avodah zara. What is that standing for? What we call the avodat penim. That's internal worship. The same things you would do internally in the Mikdash, in the Mishkan for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If you do any of those things for avodah zara, that includes Ziviha, we said Nisuch, uh, Hakdara, Zerika, and so forth. Any of those things that's liability for Avodah Zarah. That's uh, worshipping Avodah Zarah. And we said, however, the Pasuk also talks about Hishtahava'ah, bowing. Bowing is not something, although, as Morris pointed out to us yesterday, the Kohanim and the Am, Kasher Hayushomim, when they heard Shema Meforash, they would bow, but that's not part of the Avodah. And so the Gemara said, or the Beraita said, so why do we have the Pasuk of Mishtahaveh? We said that's Yasamin Hakelal, that stands on its own, which means to say we have a general principle. Anything that's done inside the Mikdash for God, and you do it for Avodah Zarah, it's considered Avodah Zarah. And then there's one other example, and that's Ishtahava'ah. That's all the what we call Shelokidarka. That's all the ways of worship. If it's not the mode of regular worship of this Avodah Zarah, if it's the mode of regular worship of this Avodah Zarah, so the Mishnah told us Baal Peor, Markolis, you're liable in those circumstances for those ways as well, whether it's Derech Kabod or not, as, as we discussed. But again, the most important part is the principle, the rule, the Kelal is Zeviha. We call that Avodat Penim. The Yosemin HaKelal in the Torah is Hishtahava'ah. We have one exception. So the Gemara is going to challenge that. Says the Gemara, Amar le Rava Barav Hanan le Abaye, 
Rav Barhanan challenges Abaye Ema, perhaps I should say differently. How would I say differently in terms of reading the Torah? After all, as I mentioned to you, we had two Pesukim. One was Zivicha slaughtering, the other one was Hishtahava'a bowing. Who told you that Zivicha slaughtering is the principle? Maybe the principle, maybe the rule, the paradigm, the, the main example is Hishtahava'a, which is not one of the ways in which we worship God. Which would mean to say, if you have any, call it honorable worship of a foreign god, whether it's Ishtahava'a bowing or Hibuk or Nishuk or any of the other things that you might do in an honorable way of worshipping, even though Chelo Kedaka, you should be Hayah Mitah, that should be Avodah Zarah. Clearly, the Gemara told us earlier and yesterday, it's not so. Why not? Maybe that's the main line. Oh, wait a second, but you told me I have two Pesukim. What are you going to do with that Pesuk of Zeviha, of slaughtering? I'll tell you what, yes. Maybe you'll say to me three lines from the bottom, now two lines from the bottom. So if that's the case, so then why did the Torah need to talk about Zeviha as well? After all, Zeviha is more normal because it's what we do to our God, for our God. So why would the Torah mention the more normal one and the less normal one? If you told me the less normal one, you're all inclusive. Any Shilok worship of Avodah Zarah is Avodah Zarah. So then why do you have Zivicha at all? Uh, that's why we were assuming Zivicha was the Kelal. Says the Gemara, Legufe. Or says Rava, I can argue it's Legufe. What's Legufe? You need it internally for its own law. What's its own law? De Mehashevin Me'avodah La'avodah. Now, those words, we know those words. Mehashevin means to think. Avodah La'avodah means from one part of the worship to the next part of the worship. Before we go onward, I'll tell you exactly what that means for our purposes right now. It means the following. If I were to slaughter an animal, not l'shem avodah I'm interested in eating the flesh of the animal. And as I slaughter, I say, I'm going to eat this flesh. But the blood that I collect while slaughtering it, I'll use to sprinkle for avodah zarah. I'll do a zirika l'shem avodah zarah. In that, and then I don't end up doing so, for example. And then I, uh, whatever, I get sidetracked. I get too interested in my steak sandwich. And I'm not, I don't end up doing the zirika. Over there, if I say mehashevin, my thought, me'avodah, from one set, one part, segment of the worship to the next part of the worship, if I say that they, they link up with one another, I'll be hayaf mita, that'll be avodah zarah. Maybe that's the hidush, says Rava Barhanan. He goes like this, he says, listen, the principle of the matter is you're going to be hayaf mita, avodah zarah, regardless of what you do. Doesn't need to be avodat pinim, doesn't need to be one of the things we would do for God. So then why does Pasuk say zoveach to teach you this extra halacha? What's this extra halacha? That mehashivin me'avodah la'avodah, that my thought, even though though at this moment is not for Avodah Zarah, since I have in mind I'm going to use this as a jump board, as a springboard to Avodah Zarah for the Zerika, I'll be Hayav Mita. And the Gemara will get into this in just a second with regards to different opinions of Yohanan Resh Takish. But you'll have to just keep this in mind because it gets a little bit more complicated. It says the Gemara di Itmar, after all, we had the following statement in the Midrash. Hashohet Behema, that's the case we're dealing with. You slaughtered an animal, we could call that Zoveah, the words of the Torah, Zoveah. So Hashohet Behema, Lizrok Dama, your interest is to sprinkle or to throw the blood, La'avodat Kochavim, O Lehaktir Helba La'avodat Kochavim, Alternatively, or in addition, you're going to burn the fats, l'shem avodah zarah. But again, your intent is to eat the flesh. Rabbi Yohanan, on the one hand, Rabbi Yohanan's opinion is asura. 
Veresh Lakish Amar Muteret. So there's a mahlok between Rabbi Yohanan and Resh Lakish, what the halacha would be over here. Neither one of them are quoting Pesukim. What you're supposed to understand over here, although it's not explicit in the Gemara, Rashi helps us with it, and the Gemara kind of implicitly states this to us in a few more lines, is as follows, is that Rabbi Yohanan saying it's Asura, he's not deriving it from a Pasuk. According to Rabbi Yohanan, the reason he knows that if you do Avodah Zarah by slaughtering, and then in my mind saying that the blood is going to be for Avodah Zarah, we learn that from a completely lehavdil different domain, and that's the domain of real Avodah, of Avodah Tashem in the Mikdash, in the Mishkan, which means to say <coughs> there's a halacha, the Torah talks about it, and it's called Pigul. Pigul means I have wrongful thought during the Avodah. So for example, I slaughter the animal, and my mindset as I'm slaughtering the animal, or the coin slaughtering the animal, is that I'll eat this flesh outside of the permitted time zone, which means that each one of the korbanot that in which you eat them, uh, you have specific amounts of time that are permitted. Uh, what if I have in mind, or forget about what I do, in my mind is I'm going to do this at a different time stage. I'm going to do it in an asur time stage. The halakha in such a circumstance is that, uh, that that's an isur. It's called pigul, and the korban is lo yeraseh. The korban is not accepted. Says the Gemara, or says Rabbi Yohanan more specifically, says we learn from the halakha of pigul to the halakha of avodah zarah. It's a scary and crazy thought, but we're learning from mamash kedusha to mamash hol. From the halakha of pigul, we derive the halakha of uh, of Avodah Zarah. They're both wrongful thoughts. One's in the context of Kiddushah, the other one's in the context of of, of Hol, of Avodah Zarah. But that's how I learned that Mehashivim Me'avodah La'avodah. Resh Lakish disagrees. Resh Lakish might be more of the opinion you might, uh, might, might resonate with some of us. Say, uh, you can't compare them. Uh, one's talking about Avodah and Kodesh. Any small thought blemishes the whole Avodah. Are you dealing with Avodah Zarah? So your mindset is, I'm going to eat this steak. Chalas. Don't talk about the fact that your thought is going to be to sprinkle to throw the blood for Avodah Zarah. We don't go that far. We go that far only in Kedushah matters. That's Resh Lakish's counter-argument. But here's how the Gemara goes. In which, yes, the meat is Asura. Yes. So, yeah, so, so uh, Mars raises a good point. It says, shouldn't we be talking about Hayav Mitah? Right? So isn't that, well, shouldn't we be talking about the Hayuv of Mitah? The assumption is, that there's a hiyuv as well. Of course, the question will be, how do you get that far? Because after all, Mars, if we're learning from pigul, in pigul, you don't get put to death, right? In pigul, you don't get put to death. So who told you in Avodah Zarah that it's not only Asura, but you're going to be put to death? That's going to be the, the major key punchline of the Gemara in this sugya. In five, six lines, the Gemara is, quote, going to realize that and throw off everything we've we've been suggesting until then. So you're not supposed to pick up on that yet, but you know you, you got it, right? So anyway, says the Gemara here. Says the Gemara, but it, but here's here's the last technicality kind of on this. So it goes like this: If according to Rabbi Hanan, I already know that if you slaughter and in your mind it's to use the blood or to use the fat for avodah zarah, and that's invalidated and called avodah zarah, so then I don't need the pasuk of of ziviha. Remember we started with two pesukim, Zeviha and Hishtahava'ah. And so he said, maybe that was the challenge of Rava Barhanan. The main pasuk is Hishtahava'ah. So what do you need Zeviha for? So we're suggesting it's for this halakha, Mehashivin Me'avodah La'avodah. According to Rabbi Yohanan, I already know that halakha. How do I know that halakha? I learned it from Pigul. 
But according to Resh Lakish, I have a question. According to Resh Lakish, I'll say that that second pasuk, or first pasuk, whatever you want to call it, Ziviha, that's used for this halacha, we call it Ligufe of Mehashivin Me'avoda Le'avoda, that my thought during one part of the worship affects the worship in totality. Uh, that's what I learned from that. So it means Hishtahava'ah is my main pasuk. The bowing is the main pasuk. If the bowing is the main pasuk, well, that's a major critical thing over here because now I'm going to say not only is Avodat Penim, the things that we do worship God in the Mikdash, Avodah Zara, but anything else, Hibuk, Nishuk, kissing, hugging, and so forth. According to the Biohanan, Pasuk of Zivicha is still open, and as a result, I have two Pesukim, Zivicha and Ishtahava. I'm going to say everything I said until now, Zivicha is the primary Pasuk, and you're not going to be liable, it's not going to be considered Avodah Zarafit, Shilokidakan, any of those other ways. El Resh Lakish, according to Resh Lakish, Ba'ekera, the Pasuk of Zivicha is necessary to teach me that were mehashivin me'avodah le'avodah. Says the Gemara, matkif la'rav papa. Rav papa challenges this. He says, will it be Yohanan lo ba'ekera? And according to the Yohanan, you thought this question is only according to Resh Lakish. According to Resh Lakish, you told me, so we need this pasuk for mehashivin me'avodah le'avodah. And according to the Yohanan, you don't need this pasuk. Adkan laka asar Rabbi Yohanan el behema aval gavra lo bar ketalahun. This is the Morris claim, right? Says, says the Gemara, according to the Yohanan, it's true that the concept of will tell you that you can't now enjoy this meat. I slaughtered the meat. Kosher slaughter? What was the problem? Oh, my thought was an Avodah Okay, so the meat is invalidated. Who said you're putting me to death for that? You're just learning from Pigul after, after all. Pigul means you can't bring that Korban. It's an invalid Korban. doesn't mean I'm being put to death, which means to say even according to Rabbi Yohanan, the Pasuk of Zoveah in the context of Avodah is an important Pasuk for its own law, which means that my main pasuk is hishtahava is the bowing, which means effectively for us, avodah zarah, being put to death, will be a reality in any circumstance, even if you don't do the avodot penim, which we know is not the halacha, ve'atakera, and this pasuk would be coming, lehiyuve gavra liktala, to make the person hayav mita. Says the Gemara, I'll solve everything. All right, really in truth, it was a nice run you had in this challenge. Let's look at the pasuk of mishtahave as opposed to zoveh, but now I'll solve the whole thing. Matkif Ultimately speaking, do you need a pasuk for even Resh Akish? And of course, by extension, certainly Rabbi Yohanan in the context again of Avodah Zarah, Resh Lakish, the, the conversation, as Morris reminded us, of whether of whether my thought on the next part of the process is only about the animal. So a second ago we said the animal, and that's why I need the pasuk to make the person liable. The suggestion now is oh, it's the opposite. It's, it's the complete opposite. The animal is the hidush. I mean, put yourself, don't. Put someone else in your mind in that circumstance and say, let's think about this situation. The person quite literally slaughtered an animal with his mindset of Abu Dazara. 
I mean, you're going to call that guy not doing Avodah Zarah? I mean, after all, is Avodah Zarah about the X's and O's and checks and X's? Or is Avodah Zarah about, I accepted another God as my God, or another being as my God? That's what it is. It's the second one. So I don't care if you actually did it. Actually did it will be whether it affects the object, whether this animal became forbidden. Avodah Zarah, your mindset, is the way Rashi explains it, your mindset was Avodah Zarah. If your mindset's Avodah Zarah, chalas, you're being put to death for that. No, but it's not fair because I didn't I don't, what are we talking about? We're talking about accepting another God as, as another being as your God and you did something. No, but I didn't actually go through with it. But, but you actually were there. You don't need a pasuk to teach you that. In other words, the, the whole, he says the Gemara over here, the, the Resh Lakish, his heter, his, his permissibility of mehashivin me'avodah le'avodah, from one part of the avodah to another, is only on the animal. The person, it went without stating, the person is oved avodah. We'll bring a small proof for that in a second, which means to say that the pasuk of Zoveah is not is, is, is an open pasuk, quote unquote, because the pasuk of Zoveah is talking about Avodah Zarah. It's not talking about invalidating the animal, which means to have two pasukim, two pasukim which constitute the paradigm, the fabric of what is Avodah Zarah. One is the slaughtering, and the other one is the bowing. I don't know which one's the primary one. So until now, we said the primary one, Zoveah. Our challenge today is no, Zoveah is necessary for something else. What's it necessary? To tell you, Hayav, Mitaf, Yemachashivim, Avodah, Avodah, I don't need a Pasuk to teach me that. I would have known that. The, the parallel for that, and we'll read it in a second in the Gemara, is a well known law. It came up in, Zivah, in, in, in Sanhedrin already. It comes up in Avodah Zarah everywhere. It's a Pasuk in Sefer Devarim that the Doresh, that even if you're to bow, you're, excuse me, to worship mountains, and apparently it was the ways of the, of the Avodah Zarah. You're going to come into the land of Israel. You're going to, don't do like their ways, says Moshe through, uh, uh, to the people. And says, don't do like their ways. Uh, they do their Elohim on the Harim and so forth. And the Darasha and the understanding is, if you worship the mountains, you will be Hayav Mita. What does that mean that I'm going to destroy the mountain? No, you don't destroy the mountain. En Adam is really the principle. In other words, otherwise I could really, I could take down the world, right? I'm, halachically speaking, I'll just walk around. I'm, crazy person, I'm deranged, walk around, start worshipping everything. I'll worship your expensive car, and then I'll worship your, I don't know, your house, and then, uh, then, I'll, then I'll tell people that I did it, I'll have witnesses, and we'll have to destroy it all. But what about me? I get put to death. And the parallel is over here as well. So although the animal might be okay, and we'll have a debate and conversation about it, me? I did Avodah Zarah. My mindset was Avodah Zarah. I get put to death for that, which means to say I have two pisukim when it all comes down to it. Zoveach and Mishtahadeh. And Zoveach will be our primary pasuk to tell me if it's Avodat Pinim Shalok Hayav Mita. If you're Mishtahadeh, only Mishtahadeh, is there an exception? Says the Gemara again, and uh, we conclude this this uh, this complicated uh, segment over here. So again, says the Gemara, Matkifla According to Resh Lakish, did you need a pasuk at all? Again, to say the guy is Hayav Mita, that is considered Avodah Zarah, Ad kan Reshlakish, ultimately speaking, was only talking about permitting his conversation with Rabbi Yohanan, the animal, of Al-Gavra, but the person, Bar Mide Dehava, it's similar. Bar Ketala means he's liable to death. Ketala means to cut off, means to, to kill him. Mide Dehava, Mishtahave Lehar, that's similar to a situation of where a person worships a mountain. 
The mountain doesn't get destroyed, and the person for sure gets killed. We were certain all along that is the only question is whether the animal is killed, and in turn we have these two pesukim. Says the Gemara onward, so now says the Gemara, okay, let's just return to that challenge, the challenge we began the day with, or beginning of the day we started with, and that was the challenge of who said that the primary pasuk is zoveh, how do you know that, quote, the normal or the the, the circumstances of Avodah Zarah that you'll be put to death for are the ways you would do it to God. Maybe it's Mishtahaveh as my paradigm and others, other similar cases, Chibuk, Nishuk, and so forth. What would you do if that were the case with the following Pasuk is the question. The Pasuk says, it's, it's in the context of, again, in Sefer Devarim, talking about Avodah Zarah, it says, Echa, you might say, Echa ya'avdu ha'goyim ha'edle. That's the pasuk. Again, the general context is you're going to be saying, looking at the ways of Avodah Zarah, the others. But the pasuk says, Ya'avdu ha'goyim ha'ele, which sounds like the regular Avodah ways. If you're telling me, Rava, maybe it's not the regular Avodah ways. We would include anything you might do, the kissing and the hugging and the... So then what are you going to do with this pasuk? I added another pasuk to your mix. Even if somehow you're going to explain the pasuk of Zivihav, slaughtering in some way, whatever you're going to use it for, ultimately speaking, you have to explain this pasuk as well, what would this pasuk be coming to exclude? Again, you're telling me, Rava, you should be hayav mitav, regardless of what you do, as long as it's derich kabot to the avodah zarah. Oh, what about this pasuk? Maybe you would tell me it's lema'ote, it's coming to exclude hapo'ir atzmo lazovichim. Maybe it's coming to tell you that if a person, if you recall, Baal Peor's situation where you defecate in front of that Avodah Zarah. We said that's a strange, disgusting way of Avodah Zarah, but that's the way over there. What about if you defecate in front of a different Avodah Zarah? You walk into the sanctuary and they're all bowing, they're all slaughtering, and you defecate. In such a circumstance, is it Avodah Zarah? Maybe this Pasuk is teaching you it's not. The Pasuk says to you that if you say, Echaya Avdu, it's a regular Avodah, not the Derech Bizayon discussing Avodah of Baal specifically says the Gemara can't be you would never think to say that defecating would constitute a regular because after all you're learning from is clean it's it's respectful you're bowing down so that's your circus okay so that would be my paradigm kissing and hugging those would be included not defecating rather perhaps this pasuk of Wow, what are you doing with that pasuk? It's an unnecessary extra pasuk. It must be excluding something. It's talking about the following uh, gross action to gross action. In other words, whereas por'ir asmo, defecating, is disgusting, but you do it for ba'al peor, if you recall, we had, as Maris reminded us, we had two cases in the Mishnah of disgusting, or not derech kabod the other one was markolis. Markolis means you're throwing stones at it. So throwing stone might be a little cleaner than uh, defecating, but ultimately speaking, they're both ridiculous, disgusting ways of worshipping. As a result, the question is, the question would have been, well, I'm already walking into the Markolis. I'm already walking into the uh, Baal Peor. Instead of doing one disgusting action of defecating in front of Baal Peor, I'll throw a rock at it. Instead of doing the throwing rock at the Markolis, I'll defecate. I'll be a Po'eret Asmo. Are you liable in such a circumstance? In other words, it's a, another way of saying, once you've stooped so low, once you go into the disgusting Avodah already, 
Maybe we don't distinguish between these two. Salkata atachamina. You would have thought to say huilva avodato bizayon. Since to begin with, this avodazara is already a disgusting way. It's already not a derech kabod. Avkol bizayon kamashma'nan. That's the hidush of the pasuk. As you'll say echaya avdu. So you have to do it in the regular fashion or a derech kabod fashion. Ela says the gemara. Ela hada amar biliyazer minayin lezovech beemal lemarkolis shehu hayav sheneemar veloiz bechu od etzivhehem laseirim. How do you know? If you went in front of Lo'alenu Markolis, the uh, the three stone Avodazara, and you slaughter an animal in front of it, so how do you know that you're Hayav, but it's not the re- regular Derech Kabot? The Pasuk says, It's a Derasha, which is quite straightforward, and you no longer slaughter to the to their gods. Uh, you should teach it, you should understand this Pasuk, and even though the Pasuk seems to be talking about slaughtering in the regular fashion, but I already know the regular fashion from Echaya Avdu. Why is the Torah repeating it? Uh, rather, says, says the Beraita, that's to teach you, uh, even if it's not the regular fashion, you're going in front of the Baal Peor, you're going in front of Markolis, and you're slaughtering your Hayav Mita in such a situation. Says the Gemara, you needed that Pasuk for that. We should have learned from Mishtahave. Again, Mishtahave is our circumstance of According to the the line of argument right now, it's my paradigm. It's my example of shelokidarka, not the regular way of worship, but derech kabod. That should be my pasuk. Why do I need yet another pasuk of lois bechush la seirim? Why do I need that pasuk lois bechu odet zivchehem la seirim? Answers the Gemara Hatam bezovech lehachis. Maybe the circumstance in that pasuk is you're not even slaughtering l'shem avodazara. You went in front of the avodazara. You're slaughtering what's called Lehachis. Lehachis means you're doing it with anger. You're doing it against the Avodazara, you'd still be liable. In front of the Avodazara and you're slaughtering such a circumstance, maybe you'd be Hayav then as well. Okay, so if you piece it all together, we, to a certain extent, ended where we began this conversation. We have more to go in different conversations, but we ended where we began it. We began it the way we left off yesterday, and that was what sorts of, we saw it in the Mishnah, what sorts of Avodah are you Hayav for in Avodah Zara? It's either, it's Kedarka, it's the way of the Avodah Zara, or it's Shelo Kedarka, but it's called Avodat Penim, it's one of the Avodot you would do in the Mikdash, or it's Mishtah and specifically and only Mishtahave coming to exclude Mechabek, uh, Menashek, or Mechabek we called Megapef, and Mechabed, uh, and Sach, and Rohet, and so on and so forth. Even though those are Derech Kabod, that's not ways of Avodah Zarah. And then we have our third segment, and that is Derech Bizayon, but it's Kedarka, it's the way of the Avodah Zarah. Says the Gemara, with a very, very brief, strange story, but the Gemara now deals with an issue. Says the Gemara, Rav Hamnuna iraksu le Tore. Iraksu means he lost. So Rav Hamnuna lost Tore. He lost his shivarim. He lost his oxen. Okay, I don't know what I'm he lost a few oxen. Pagat be Rabba. As he's going to look for his uh, ox, uh, more than one, his oxen, he's going to uh, one of his animals. So Rabba pagat be bumps into him. Now, the way Yad Ramah the way says, uh, why is this important to the story? The reason it's important to the story is because 
I'm only putting myself in Rav Hamnuna's shoes. If I'm, uh, you know, lost a couple, uh, ten, twenty thousand dollars of my property, and I'm going to retrieve it, and you came up to me with a question, or if you called me, I wasn't really taking your call right then. Right? I was, I, my mind is not on it, and as a result, the fact that Rav Hamnuna is answering in that situation is a musar in and of itself, and the Gemara goes out of its way to tell you that. In other words, this is going to have no bearing on the story, on, on the halacha. The only bearing is a musar, and that is he's literally in the middle of looking for his thousands of dollars of property and Rabbah bumps into him. Okay, a little bit out of place, Rabbah doing so, but Rabbah's going to ask him an intense question and Rav Hamunah's going to, I don't know if he's stopping, in the act of looking for his shivarim, he's answering the questions. Okay, what's the question he asks him? Ramale matnitin ahadadeh. So Rabbah asks Rav Hamunah a contradiction of two Mishnayot. What are the two Mishnayot? On the one hand, we have our Mishnah, and Dav Samech, Tenan, Samech Hamudbet, Ha'oved Avodat Kochavim. Of the Mishnah, if you recall, it said, Ha'oved avodat kochavim. What, what can we derive from this? Oved in Omer lo. It means you're only liable, you're only hayav mita, you're only considered Oved avodat zara if you worship. If you just say, I'd like to worship, I'm going to worship, you want to come and worship with me? Not avodat zara. That seems clear. Oved. Oved means to worship. Okay, Veha'anantena, and doesn't the Mishnah in not too much time, and Dafsamechzayin teach us the following Ha'omer, if a person just says, E'evod, I'm going to worship. Elech ve'evod, I'm going to walk and worship. Nelech ve'na'avod, Fadal, let's go together and worship. In those circumstances, consider Avodah Zarah, Yahayav Mitah. So it's a blatant contradiction. One Mishnah says, Ha'oved, you have to actually worship. The other one says, Ha'omed, even if you just say it. That's a, you can't get a better contradiction than that. Rav Amnuna. What's that? And, 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 and Adara. And Adaraba, the whole in other words, Morris is only fortifying it. Our Mishnah says if you say Haomelo Eli Ata in such a circumstance, it's uh it's no, uh, yeah, okay, but in that circumstance, Morris, you're you're designating it as Avodazara. Over here, you're talking about doing the avodah. Uh, understood. You know, uh, maybe I'm not speaking sharply enough. It's not about per se, even though it's the words of the Gemara. It's not about per se speech or action. It's about the action being affected or the action being spoken about. In other words, if you designate something as avodah zarah, that's a problem. If you say, "Let me go and worship," that's not a problem. But that's that's the, the proper way to say. It. Anyway, that's the contradiction that Rabbah asks Rav Hamnuna. Amar le answer. Rav Hamnuna Beomer eni mekabelo alai ela ba'avoda says says Rav Hamnuna he says in truth our Mishnah is not disagreeing with the Mishnah in Daf Samech Zayin but it sounds like it's a blatant contradiction he says no here's how it goes it's our Mishnah is talking about when the person says I'm just doing avodah zarah. I'm only accepting this this entity as my god when I start the avodah, when I do the avodah. We could talk about it until then, but until we actually get into it, it's not real avodah zarah. If you said it like that, okay, so then it's only when you worship. However, if you accept it as avodah zarah and you're already okay, fadalu, let's go. We're starting the trip to the avodah zarah. That there's no contradiction. So again, the question is what the person's mindset and what the person's words, stated words are. The person's stated words. I'm going to accept this as avodah when I worship it, our Mishnah, only liable when you actually worship, or is it the stated words of, well, um, let's go do it, and then in and of itself, you're Hayav Mita, says the Gemara, separate answer, very briefly, we'll begin it, Rav Yosef Amar Tanae Shakelta Me'alma, 
Rav Yosef responds to Rabbah. I don't know if he's there look, helping uh, Rav Hamnuna look for the uh, oxen, or it's after the fact, or whatever. But he exclaims to Rabbah, he says, Tanaesha kalta me'alma. All of a sudden, you forgot about different Tanaim. Shakalta means to take away. In other words, I'm not going to read it inside with you. What Rav Yosef is going to suggest is it's a mahloket Tanaim, classic Imara conversation. It's going to say, wait, you're telling me that you have a contradiction that you can't solve? Why? Because on page 60, on Daf Samech, it says you have to do the Avodah. On Daf Samech Zayin, it says you could just say it. Uh, we have different Tanaim. We got dozens of them. And if I can find you a Beraita right now, in which is a contradiction about whether you have to actually do it or just stating that I'm going to do it, and, and, and that's a mahluk about whether it's Avodah Zarah or not, so then I'll say one opinion is on Daf Samech and the other opinion is on Daf Samech Zayin. That's what Rav Yosef is about to launch into in his explanation and his resolution of this contradiction of this Sitira in Mishnayot. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.